Hello everyone, my name is Riley Dauber and welcome to the second episode of my podcast called Messy Notebook Paper. Today I'm going to be basically going through um, episode three of The Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart, which is the new uh, Bachelor spinoff show. It's about a bunch of musicians trying to find love and sharing a connection through music. It is possibly one of the worst shows I've ever watched, but I just can't stop watching. Um, one of the only reasons I'm watching it is because I'm sure we are not getting a Bachelorette season this year because they haven't started filming yet, and due to the coronavirus, they can't film, because obviously the whole point of The Bachelor is making connections with people in real life. So, really, this is the only Bachelor content I'm getting, which is why I'm watching it. It is six episodes, it is on ABC right now, and, um, last night's episode was episode three, so we're about halfway through the season. Um... It's kind of like Paradise. If you don't know, basically, the Bachelor franchise is currently right now The Bachelor, which is where they get one um, white bread man to meet a bunch of single ladies who are definitely younger than him. And then usually they pick one girl from that season who people usually liked to be The Bachelorette, and she goes and finds love with all these other guys. And then usually over the summer they have a bunch of people from the previous Bachelor and Bachelorette seasons to go to Paradise, which I think they do in Mexico. And they kind of all just kind of pair off together over the shared experience of being on a back. Personally, I think Bachelor in Paradise works better because um, it's like more couples to root for. Because in the Bachelor and Bachelorette, you have one guy or one girl trying to find their one person. But with um, Bachelor in Paradise, you have so many more couples to root for, which is how Listen to Your Heart is set up. Basically, Listen to Your Heart, they have all these um, musicians and they all come into the house. But the problem is... You don't know who any of the musicians are because none of them have been on previous Bachelor shows. So if you think it's hard to remember um, the 26 or whatever names from The Bachelor and Bachelorette, you I cannot remember any of these people's names. So we're going to break down the episode. I took notes during the episode, much to um, my family's dismay. They were like, Riley, you are getting too into this, too obsessed, which like is my job, so it's fine. Um, episode 3 basically starts, um, Chris Harrison comes in and tells, Chris Harrison's the host. I want to make sure, like, people who are listening to this, if you don't watch The Bachelor, you can kind of get a sense of what is going on in this episode. I'm going to take another... Okay, so the episode basically starts with Chris Harrison coming in and telling them all that um, they're going to be performing. So finally the musicians are getting to be musicians. I haven't heard all of them sing because sometimes they kind of just, like, bop around. The people on the dates have gotten to sing some, so I've only kind of judged some of their singing voices. But then, of course, they try to show, like, what's going to come up in the episode and they're all going to perform... Basically, what Chris says is, if you aren't in a couple, go home. If you aren't in a steady relationship or you aren't comfortable performing with this person, you should just excuse yourself and leave, which we will see later in the episode. So, of course, that gives a lot of the couples time to think because at the end of each episode, there's a rose ceremony, which isn't usually what The Bachelor and Bachelorette does. Usually, the rose ceremony is kind of sprinkled out throughout the season. It's not always at the end of each episode, but which is what I like about this show. It's always at the end of the episode. It's kind of following um, a formula. Pull this out. Okay, so then once Chris Harrison tells all the musicians that they basically have to figure out if they are in a serious relationship right now, they show what's going to happen at the episode. I'm like, why is Jamie on the ground? Jamie is the 21-year-old. She's, she's kind of annoying, but like, I also don't really know why she's on the show. And she has such problematic relationships. She's with this guy, Trevor, who is a Jed lookalike. Jed was on Hannah's season of The Bachelor, at Bachelorette. He was just not 
likable in any way and he was terrible and he was a budding musician so people make jokes about how this show is basically Jed's like baby for ripoff and I really do not like him he is giving me bad vibes maybe it's because he's 29 and Jamie is 21 it's a really awkward age gap and just whenever they're performing on stage or wherever they're together it just gives me bad vibes um Brandon is like getting way too popular with all the girls. Last episode, this was also a problem too. A few different girls were talking to him, trying to figure out their relationship. Brandon, all I remember about him is he plays the guitar and he was an army vet. I don't know what kind of, where he was in the army, but he was in the war. He helped, he, he was a veteran. But, um, so that's all I know about him. He's 34, I think. So he's a, he thinks he's the oldest in the house right now. Um, he is actually really popular with the ladies. Savannah has given her rose to him in the last few episodes but julia who's already in a relationship with sheridan julia is really into brandon and i guess brandon was kind of like writing her off or whatever so they didn't really develop anything so he was like okay i'm all in for savannah but then he goes okay now that julia's here i can talk to her and figure this all out he is just playing mind tricks on all these girls i don't understand so and then we are down to 16 i don't know there's like there's some people who aren't in that great of a couple. So, of course, we haven't gotten to see a lot of the guys or girls on screen. There's this one girl who went home. I couldn't remember her name, but she got zero screen time. It was very funny. Um, but there's this guy, Gabe. He is laughable, but I have no idea who he is, what he stands for, because he's got no screen time. He looks so much like a celebrity I know. I just could not place him in my mind. It's really frustrating. But apparently he's into Savannah. So he wants to go talk to Savannah and be like, yo, are we going to do anything? And she said, no, I'm not really feeling it with you. She's, of course, going to go to Brandon. But, of course, now she's all stressed because Brandon's going after Julia. It makes no sense. There's all these love triangles I don't care about. Just give me Becca and Danny. That's all I want. But, um, so Gabe decides to go home. And then, of course, he has to tell the girl he gave his rose to, Ruby. She was new in the last episode. Again, got zero screen time. And Ruby went home, too. So, basically... Sheridan, he's like this guy, he's got this like long curly hair, he kind of looks like Jason Momoa, but if Jason Momoa like, this is gonna sound really mean, but if Jason Momoa didn't get cast in Aquaman and kind of like let his acting career go, so he didn't really have a lot of potential, Sheridan's okay, I think he's fine, I think he's just really committed to Julia, but Julia totally isn't into him, it's so funny. Speaking of which, Julia gives me such PTA mom vibes. It is so scary. She's so evil. She looks like she's like, so what are you bringing to the snack this, like, what are you bringing to the party this year? Oh, you're bringing that? Disgusting. Like, she just gives me such bad vibes. And literally, like I said, Brandon's the worst. He's treating this like a game. He's giving two different messages to Savannah and Julia, but in the end, he decides to go with Savannah. Then, once, <laughs> Chris Harrison scared me. He was like, hey, everyone, come in here. So, apparently, there's no new arrivals, which... Um, last episode they had a few new girls come in, which was so pointless because none of them are staying except for Natasha. She and Ryan are pretty good right now. And it's just, it, it was very confusing. So luckily there's no new people that I don't have to care about. And this moves, this show moves so fast. I understand that they only have six episodes, but it moves a lot faster than the usual Bachelor Bachelor episode goes. So I think if they had probably branched out to 12 episodes a seat like a season they probably would um spread things out a lot but it moves very fast the only couple that i really believe are very good right now are brie and chris brie all i remember about her is she was engaged before and now she's not engaged obviously because she's on the show and then chris wears questionable florals and scarves which makes me think he's gay but like him and brie are so cute together and i think they're really um good together and i think they're probably the healthiest relationship on this show 
Um, like I said, Trevor's disgusting, and then Gabe went home. But I'm not here for this love triangle between Julia, Savannah, and Brandon. It's the worst part of this show. It sucks. I just think Julia already had a very good relationship going with Sheridan. I understand she wants to develop her other relationships with the other um, men in the house, specifically Brandon, of course. But I'm like, girl, you don't have time to do that. If this was Paradise, I would understand you wanted to do that. But this move, this show moves so fast that you don't have time to do that. Um, so Savannah... Oh, I said Savannah and Gabe are both leaving. Savannah decides to stay with Brandon. But Gabe leaves because obviously he has no choice. Because, you know, he's not really feeling Ruby. And he's not really feeling... Savannah's not really feeling him. So Ruby leaves too, but she got zero screen time. So I don't care about her. And then what I noticed was, um, basically at the bottom of the screen, whenever the characters do, like, um, like a talk to the screen or whatever, where they kind of give a confessional, it says, like, their name, their age, and where they're from, or, like, their, um, job... Half the people have listed themselves as musicians, which is the whole point of this show, and the other half are, like, waitresses or, you know, like, other, like, regular jobs where it's kind of like, oh, I'm steady, but I want to do music. It's a little weird. I think it's funny. Um, let's see. I do not trust Brandon. There is something off about him. I don't know. Maybe because he looks like he has to shit whenever he sings. Like, he's got that, like, Nick Jonas kind of scrunched up face. I just don't understand what I don't like about him, but he's just terrible. Um... So, he decides to be with Savannah. I feel like this is a terrible wrap-up of the episode. But, um, he decides to be with Savannah. Basically, they're all kind of still... All the couples are still talking about what they want to do. And so, he decides to be with Savannah after she cries and almost starts to leave the show. So, I guess him and Julia are done. But then Julia goes and talks to Sheridan about how frustrated she is about Brandon. And Sheridan is so deep in the friend zone. It makes it makes me so sad. Because he's so genuine. Like, yeah, I, I like Sheridan. I think he's a pretty good guy. I think he's... Julia's best option, but I also don't think she should settle, so I think she probably just should have sent herself home. Um, but then that that's when Chris Harrison scared me. I'm messing everything up. Chris Harrison said, like, hey, everybody, get in here, and I'm like, oh my god, I got so scared because I was writing, and I just wasn't expecting him to yell at me, and then I guess, like, he's like, oh, god, okay, guys, I hope you're all focused. Obviously, Ruby and Gabe went home because they weren't feeling it, and then, um, there's date card, and it's for Becca and Danny. They are my favorite couple. They had no screen time whatsoever. The only reason I like Becca, when I was reading through all the character descriptions, like, before the show started, Becca does musical theater. And I'm like, oh, yes, girl, yes, because I do musical theater. And she, oh, she's so pretty. And she's got, like, brown hair and blue eyes, and she's, oh, my goodness. And Danny's actually kind of cute, too. He has his hair where he's, like, all, like, woof back. And I think they just look really cute together and stuff. But, of course, now that they're actually getting screen time, you know there's going to be drama afoot. So, they get a date card, and they seem super excited to spend some time together. Danny seems really into Becca. Becca? I don't know if Becca's really feeling it with him. So, um... (laughs) Then Chris explains the rules of the singing competition. Becca and Danny just got a date card, and then he's like, Okay, guys, now you're going to be performing in a few days. And I guess they'll be judged by some famous pop singers that the show was able to get, and then some former Bachelor relationships, which, like, I screamed about, but that was a little extra. And the rules, like, didn't make any sense. Apparently, you're going to be judged on your musical talent, which makes sense because the show's about musicians, but you're also going to be judged on your romantic chemistry. That part didn't make any sense to me. Because, like, are you judging on stage presence? Because, like, musicians, like, Obviously, if you sound good or not, there's a very, like, clear judging based on that. But, like, romantic chemistry on stage, you can't judge that. There's no, like, scale from 1 to 10 
on, like, oh, yes, this couple is more romantic than the other one. Like, it's weird. Like, you can't just get romantic vibes. Also, people could be pretending. People could be pretending to be in love with someone. So, like, I don't understand. But apparently, they're going to... The judges at the end of the, at the, end of the performance decide who they want to send home. So, it's not even, like, if you're in a serious relationship, you stay, and if you're not, you go home. No, it's based on your performance and your... um romantic chemistry like I said before so the judges have decided who they're going to send home at the end of the performance and that's going to keep going until there's only one couple left I think we go we're now eight couples yes so we have no no we now have seven couples and six will be safe after this episode yes okay so basically what's going to happen is all the couples are going to perform and if they get sent home and they're going to keep going and going and keep performing as people get sent home so there's one couple left and this couple is going to win like they're going to get to meet with producers. They're going to get to go on tour, which I think sounds really good. And right now, I'm really hoping, out of all the couples left, even at the end of this episode, I really hope Brie and Chris win. I think they just have the best um, chemistry so far, and they sound really good together. Obviously, some of the couples sound good together. Like, I think Rudy and Matt have good voices, and they kind of mesh well together. But, like, obviously, they have the best romantic chemistry. I think they just are so good together. Um... But yeah, speaking of which, the musicians, I have not been impressed with anyone's voices so far. Again, I've only heard a few of them sing, but, like, no one's, like, I haven't stopped and been, like, damn, they sound kind of good. But, like, none of them have done that. Um, there was point in episode one when Ryan was playing the piano, but I just love when people play the piano, so that kind of got me. But Ryan looks so much like the guy from Criminal Minds. It is messing with me. Every time he's on screen, he reminds me, like, I don't even remember what his name, the guy from Criminal Minds, his name is, but he reminds me of him. He's just a skinny white boy who all the girls on TikTok, if Bachelor was that popular on TikTok, that would be obsessing over him. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think Chris and Bree have the healthiest relationship so far. Matt's hair sucks. Matt is this guy, him and Rudy had a lot of problems at the beginning of episode one. Matt has this like mullet thing it's like his hair is a mohawk but it's longer on the sides and the back it doesn't really make any sense he's like 32 I want to say he's kind of I, we haven't really got a lot of screen time from him other than the first episode with him and Rudy Rudy is so chaotic she has such chaotic energy and um she she's 24 I think but yeah they've kind of been on again off again it's weird um what I wrote, oh man, that's cruel, but I don't know what that was for. Oh, okay. So when they were all practicing, obviously, because they've now gotten their songs and what they're going to sing. Also, by the way, these songs suck. We don't really get to get the feeling of what they're singing yet because it isn't the performance. The songs are terrible. They are not love songs at all. I don't understand. They must have gotten the rights to a certain song. Like, they wanted to get, like, good romantic songs. Like, hey, can we get the rights to these songs? But no, like, they, obviously they can't because the Bachelor's a budget. So, yeah, all the songs suck. But, um, I don't know what Matt and Julia, not Matt and Julia, <laughs> Julia and Sheridan were singing. But they were singing, like, over in one section of the, of the mansion. And then Brandon and Savannah were practicing their song on the, um, like, they were on, like, a little sectional. They were so close together, which was so cruel to Julia, but I, I just love the producers for doing that. And also Savannah and Brandon, I did notice this because I love this song. They were singing, um, I Want You to Want Me, which I know it because, um, Letters of Cleo sing it at the end of 10 Things to Say About You. I loved that song so much, and they just rip it to shreds so bad. So, okay. Like I said earlier, Becca and Danny got a date card, which was really surprising because I'm, I'm surprised they're still doing dates, but I guess it's going to help them do their romantic chemistry on stage, whatever. Um, so 
Yes, beckoned, and he got a date card. I'm cheering with them. They are so adorable. Um, but, like, I sensed something was wrong. Becca said she feels pressured by the time, which is honestly so relatable. I don't know when they were shooting this or over what time they were shooting this. I know I think they do The Bachelor and Bachelorette, like, in three months, and then they do Paradise in a little less than that. I might be wrong, but I feel like this show, it was definitely shot on a lot less time, so she feels like she hasn't really got any time to know Danny, which makes sense. So it sounds like they've just had a kind of a friendship so far. So they go, they go to this, like, photo shoot area with all these clothes. Oh my god, it was so cute, because Danny is just so in love with her, and it's so adorable, and, like, mm, they were trying all these clothes, and they were doing these awesome photo shoots. It was great, and Becca tried on this, um, like, one little jumpsuit thing. It was, like, a kind of sparkly top with, like, black stretch pants and you could tell it was like all one thing and she got out and Danny was like oh you look good girl and then she wore it later for their performance it was really cute um but yeah and then they keep cutting back so they have Becca and Danny's date interspersed with Julia Sheridan Brandon and Savannah all practicing their songs which meant I was sick of hearing the damn song Savannah and uh Brandon were singing and I think that's when Julia pulls um Savannah aside to talk to her about how things are going between her and Brandon and Savannah and Brandon. And Julia's, like, blaming Savannah for everything. Dude, blame Brandon. He's the one who's playing mind tricks on you guys. Like, it's, ugh, just do not like... I don't like Julia in general. I think she's kind of, again, scary PTA mom vibes. Um, but then I also wrote down Becca looks great in green because she's always in the background of when drama's going on. She's wearing this, like, green top that's, like, kind of, like, a V-neck. It was really cute. Um, so I was on Savannah's side during her fight with Julia because she was like, girl, you're, my relationship with Brandon is none of your business and she's right. Like, I understand Julia's kind of jealous and like, I get jealous too, but I wouldn't go and like confront anyone, but I guess it's for, it's for the drama of the show. So we love that. Julia said, I do not have feelings for Brandon. I'm just concerned about you. That is a lie. She's in love with Brandon. Like, girl, your feelings for Sheridan are fake. And then it cuts to, the show cuts to Ryan and Natasha, like, walking down a hallway, and I'm like, oh, they're doing the performances now? It's a little weird. It's a little early in the episode. And then Ryan says, no, so Natasha and I got a date card. And I'm like, huh? When did that happen? Because I was, I was, like, writing down notes, but also watching the episode, because so I, I might have missed it, but it felt like it to was totally cut off from the rest of the episode. So they were on a date card. They got a date card, and they went on a date. And then the guy... I don't know who it is, but they go on a, on this date to this guy's concert, and the guy goes, I thought you were Shawn Mendes for a moment to Ryan, which made me laugh out loud, because he really does look like him. And then this was interspersed with um, the conversation between Rudy and Matt as they were practicing their song, and Rudy has such chaotic energy. She's kind of like, a lot of them don't feel like they fit on reality TV. Rudy definitely does. She's giving all the reactions to the camera that the camera needs from her. Everyone else is not, so that's my thought on that. So, then we go back to the date. Natasha and Ryan just look weird together. Natasha gives me strong woman, Christina Aguilera vibes. Like, she's a big, like, she wears white all the time. Like, she's a big power move. Ryan is a skinny little white boy the size of her thigh. It's literally that joke. So, they just look a little weird together. But they go on this date, and um, they, like, listen to this concert, and then they come on and sing the song with the guy, which I think was, I guess, was cute. But they all have to do music dates, which kind of limit what you can do on your date, so, I don't know, I'm not really on board, and they're doing, like, five dates an episode, so it's a little forced, um, and again, they're singing these weird-ass songs, I hate Trevor, and Chris, 
Chris doesn't have too bad of a voice. Maybe this was when, oh yeah, this was when they started doing the performances. So they all go and it's like this private little concert thing. They've got these rugs laid out and the judges, here, wait, look, did I write this down? How do they get to Kesha and Jason Mraz for this? So, of course, they got their um, Bachelor couple. They got JoJo and Jordan, which I didn't watch, or older seasons of The Bachelor, so I don't know who they are. But, um, and then they bring out Jason Mraz with a little uh, white boy hat. And, of course, Brandon goes, I love Jordan Mraz. He's one of my icons. Like, of course you do white boy with a guitar. Like, of course you love Jason Mraz. And then they bring out Kesha. I'm so sorry, but she definitely did drugs before this episode. She was so, like, out of it, but she, you know, she's kind of chill, like, she was kind of like that chill aunt that kind of just sits in the back and watches everything unfold. I just loved it. I loved her energy. But yeah, so they go in, and they're the judges, and they kind of do, I think Rudy and Matt were first. But then why did I write that Chris has a good voice? Okay, what? (laughs) All my notes are out of order. Okay, but I said Chris doesn't have too bad of a voice, so I think he's probably my favorite male singer, and Becca's my favorite female singer, but I will get to that. Okay, Brie and Chris are cute, obviously. Um, Trevor can't sing for shit. He is so bad. Apparently he went on um, American Idol. He can't sing. I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm not trying to be rude, but like I do voice lessons, and I think... I'm not the best singer, but, like, I kind of have an idea of, like, what good singing is and, like, what's supportive singing. Like, what's the best for your voice? So, he's not that great. Um, I do not like Jamie and Trevor together, which I talked about earlier. It's probably just because of that awkward age gap, but that's to be found on this show. So, and then Chris Harrison says, listen to your heart again, which is to be, which is, of course, it's his, it's this show's version of this is the most dramatic season ever, which he can't really say this time around because it's six episodes long. So, and then Rudy and Matt come out to sing. They're the first ones to sing. They're singing a Shawn Mendes song that I didn't know was a Shawn Mendes song. I don't know what the song is. I literally don't know any of these songs. They're, like, half-rate romantic songs. Rudy's outfit's ugly. She's wearing this, um, like, it's, like, a sparkly top with, like, little tassels on the bottom to kind of cover up her, like, midriff. And then she's wearing these high-waisted blue plaid, like, wide-legged pants. It's really out of order. But they sound pretty good. I think their voices sound better together then their voices do individually, and so Matt's playing the guitar and Rudy's singing. Rudy does this thing with her voice where she kind of goes like, ah, ah, like at the end of each phrase, so it's kind of like, ah, ah, like it's, it's, it, and she's really breathy, and it's just, just not a good performance overall, but whatever. And she just has good stage presence, which I think will save her. So, yeah, like I said, the girls have such good stage presence, and the guys just stand there, which was the same for Chris and Brie. Chris had a really good voice. He, they're so cute. And then Brie was kind of like doing her thing. She was kind of really appealing to the audience, but also Chris, which Jason Mraz said. Jason Mraz was like, you in love with the audience or something? And we're like, dude, just let her be. Just let her be. Okay. And then Becca and Danny sing. And I love Becca and Danny so much. So they've, we've already gotten some um, screen time with them, which made me think like, oh, why are they showing them screen time now? Why not? earlier when the other couples were doing it maybe they're having drama now so becca like danny and becca start singing again they're singing this dumbass song i forget what's called i think it's like that hey ho song which i thought was called home but it's not which is not like a romantic song at all except for the part where it's like you belong with me i belong with you and i'm like no just get a better song 
So Becca has a really good voice, actually. She's definitely trained musically. I thought she was an alto here, but then at the end during the credits, they have her do like a hot, they do like vocal warm-ups. She goes really hot. Like, she's such a good voice. I don't understand. So, um, yeah, and then they're done singing and all the judges are like, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it. They were like, you guys look like friends, which like, obviously, they have like, what, like six dates to get to know each other? They're not going to be buddy-buddy making out like Chris and Brie were and were Rudy and Matt making out? I don't know. But like, they're basically harping on Becca and Danny for not being that close. And I guess Danny tried to go in and kiss her at the end and she said no. Like, obviously, oh my god, it's frustrating. I'm just so mad because they sounded really good and Jason Mraz were like, you guys didn't sound that great. And I'm like... Well, clearly your ears don't work. Oh, my God. So, um, then Brandon and Savannah sing. And, of course, I'm so sick of hearing the song. And they do not sound good. Brandon makes that face that looks like he has to take a shit. Like, he's, like, he's all scrunched up. He's holding his guitar, like, really high. Savannah sounds a bit better than him, but not that much. And then JoJo and Jordan are sitting in the back with the judges. And... Jojo goes to Jordan and goes, do you think she likes him? Like, whispering. And they obviously have the subtitles at the bottom. And Jordan goes, no. And I laughed so hard. And Julia's like, oh, go, tea, things are happening. So, like I said, Brandon cannot sing. And then, I think when they're done, Jason Mraz and Jojo and all of them basically said, you guys don't look like you're that close. And Julia's like, yeah, bitch, that's what I've been saying this whole time. They're not genuine. But I'm not about to go on Julia's side, so. And then Julia and Sheridan sang. And I don't know what song they sang either. Like I said, the songs were really forgettable. And um, Julia, they went on a date in the second episode. And I didn't think Julia sounded very good there. But she sounded a lot better here. And I don't know what happened in between there. She didn't seem really into the song at first. But she sounded a lot better here. And Julia is definitely a PTA mom. She's so scary. And Sheridan's just in love with her. They got pretty, they actually wrote really good scores. But I also think Julia might have been faking a little bit. I don't know. Um, and then Natasha and Ryan performed next. Natasha brought the dramatics. Like I said, she's really there. They had Ryan playing on the piano. They, they sang Stay by Rihanna. They had Ryan playing on the piano at the beginning. And then Natasha like walked out and started singing. It was really good. And it looked like Jason Mraz was not feeling it. So at the end when they were reviewing everything, he said, Natasha, you're really good. Ryan, you're getting overshadowed. And he and Jamie perform. And I think they're the last ones to perform. And Jamie is super nervous, which I kind of understand. But of course they do great. And she she's in this cute little white dress. And Trevor just looks so much older than her. It's really weird. And like, it's a thing with this show. Like last season, um, Peter, who's 28 or 29, he was into Hannah, Hannah Ann, who was 22, so it just gave me, it gave me bad vibes. So, after all their performances, I was like, okay, so I think the two on the chopping block were Savannah and Brandon and, da- and Becca and Danny, which made me super nervous because I love, love Becca and Danny, but then I started thinking, okay, maybe, I think they're going to go home because they've gotten all the screen time this episode, they kind of want to go it out with a bang. So... Chris Harrison announces all the couples who are staying, Jamie and Trevor, Natasha and Ryan, Rudy and Matt, Bree and Chris, and Julia and Sheridan. And then it comes down to Savannah and Brandon and Becca and Danny. He says, I'm going to call the winner's name, like basically who's staying. He calls Savannah and Brandon's name and Becca and Danny go home. I was 
pissed because I thought that Becca and Danny sounded so much better than them. Brandon cannot sing. I'm so upset. And they just did not do that song justice. I guess I'm used to hearing um, Letters of Cleo sing it. And oh my god, it was so bad. So upset. And then, of course, they showed um, preview for the next episode, which still has Brandon going back to Julia. Why didn't they just send Brandon home to get this stupid-ass love triangle over with? So, um... And then during the credits, they were doing all these, um, like, vocal trainings for the performance. And Trevor goes, so I've never had professional voice training. No shit, you sound like trash. So he was, he was like, ooh, here's how I do my vocal warm-up and took a sip of beer or something. It was dumb. But then, like, Becca and Danny were doing their, their vocal warm-ups. And she was going super high. And Danny was going, like, he had a very good, like, bass, like, deep voice, which kind of surprised me, because he doesn't look like he should have that, but oh my god, Becca and Danny were my favorites, I'm really upset that they left, but I also really saw it coming, I think at this point, the show is like, it's very low on the drama, I think, so far, we had a few, we had a few love triangles at the beginning, we had some problems with Rudy and Matt, and now I think the main drama is Julia, Brandon, Savannah, and Sheridan, they're kind of like, issues here. I don't really know what's going to happen next. I think Chris and Bree probably have a good possible, like, a good chance of winning this thing. I think they sound the best. Apparently they're singing Lover Next by Taylor Swift, which is one of my favorite songs, which is an actual romantic song, so thank you for doing that. Um, so I think Bree and Chris have the biggest chance of winning. Bree hasn't told Chris that she was engaged before, but I honestly think this far in their relationship, he'll be okay with it. So that is the whole episode. It was very chaotic. I think my notes weren't necessarily in a good order. So I think for episode four next week, I'll try to be a little more organized because I want to have it so people can really understand what's going on. Obviously, you can't really know that without watching the show, but I hope this helped. Um, Obviously, I shared a lot of my opinions. So this was episode three of The Bachelor Presents Listen to Your Heart. Also, one last thing. Um, in all of the promotional videos for this show, everyone was like, oh my god, it's like a real-life Star is Born. Have you watched the Star is Born movie with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga? He kills himself at the end. That is not what you want in your re- relationship. I don't understand. But, um, so yes, this was episode three. I'll probably cover episode four next week. Um, in terms of future episodes, I think I'm probably going to try to watch, um, a DCOM sometime this week. I want to kind of like, keep the episodes a little separated, like, not do them every day, do them maybe every other day, every third day, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode, this, the podcast is now available on Spotify and Google Podcasts, so yay, I'm really excited about that, um, so yeah, share with friends, rate and review, I don't know if you can do that on Google Podcasts, I know you can't do it on, um, Spotify, but yeah, just keep sharing it with friends, I hope you really enjoyed this episode, and I will see you all later, bye!